In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Hey guys, welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. So whether you're watching us on our YouTube channel or you're listening to us on our podcast, I'm so glad you're here. And as you know, we're in a series right now through my book called Fasting for Miracles. So in this podcast, in this YouTube video, I've asked my daughter, Jen, to come in. I love talking with my daughter. It's a cool thing when you have a good relationship with your kids. But our daughter, Jen, is on staff here at Influence Church. She runs a missions department. And first of all, let me just stop. Are you exhausted? I am. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. This, I don't know when you're watching this, but we are literally in December, the end of 2022, and we have been all hands on deck with so many ministries here at the church. Um, so let's just take a moment because we're going to get into Fasting for Miracles and Elijah, the story of Elijah. But I just want to say how proud I am of you and all the ministry you do here. We live in Anaheim, California, and we have just been hands-on in our community with toy drives and feeding the homeless. And take a moment, just tell those listening to us about just ministry and how important it is that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting how we can get so used to just coming in, going to church, leaving, you know, making it home for the football game and food and stuff like that. and. And that's not even biblical. And it's amazing when we get closer to the Word of God and when we get in the Word of God and, and our relationship deepens, we realize what Jesus really said. He said to take care of the widows and orphans. He said to be his hands and feet, to go out and serve people. And I think it's so important for us to serve. Mm -hmm. But you, service starts with your heart. You don't serve out of obligation. You don't serve because the church is pestering you or bothering you or sending you too many emails that you're like, forget it. Um, you serve because your heart is there and you serve because the Lord has called us to do that. And so um, that's one thing that we're really focusing on next year is how do we get our community to, to understand the heart of God and to then go out and serve the heart of God in that way. That's so good. Well, it's a great segue because today's miracle story is a story of just that, a widow and an orphan. I mean, here's a little boy, doesn't have a father. If you remember our last story together, we talked about the miracle story, how God came and he provided with the flour and with the oil and there was enough food. Remember, God said, feed Elijah first and she fed the prophet. And then there was this promise to her that he would not let her starve. And you know, the thing, again, you have such a heart for widows and orphans. I've watched you and our community take care of the homeless. But let's just realize every story in the Bible is a story for us to learn from. Yeah. to glean from. You know, these aren't just, gosh, these are biblical stories, we read them. These are real life people and they're no different than you and I. This is a real widow, she's lost her husband. And now here we pick up in the story, this miracle story, her son is dead. And, and Jen, I have to ask you because in ministry, we both feel this, people come to us and they go, really God? another tragedy story on a family again? This woman already was starving. And here her son dies. And don't you think she must have looked at the prophet and said, I have been faithful to God. My husband was faithful to God. My husband dies. Now my son is dying. God, where are you? Have you ever asked in your life, God, where are you? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely asked that in the last two years with our daughter um, with just health stuff and just wondering like, man, like, 
you know, since I I was called into ministry three and a half years ago, really the enemy has been relentless over our family. And um, and it's been hard. And there's moments where I'm like, forget it. I'll just get out of ministry and everything will go back to, to be easy and, and simple. But the truth is, is that you know when the enemy is attacking you that you're doing something faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like when you give the enemy an eviction notice, um, they, they're not happy. He's not happy with that. And I think that, you know, in this passage, you read that she was starving and she gave her food and then her son dies. And it's like the enemy says, oh, wait, remember when you were faithful? Yeah, no, that didn't matter. I'm still going to attack you. And it's like, where are you going to be in that moment? Where are you? When are you, are you going to be obedient in this moment to trust and to have faith that Jesus Christ, that God is going to come through? And that's really where we are in our life. Is like, will Jesus come through in this moment, mm-hmm. or are we just going to be like, forget it? I'm just going to go back to the old ways because it was easier. No, are you going to stay faithful? Are you going to believe? Are you going to let your faith arise in this moment? And you know, it's amazing when we look at the, every story in the Bible. We look, and it's always the underdog story. Mm. And the moment that we feel the most defeated is just the moment that the slingshot is coming through before God releases us Amen. into the air. Amen. And I think that when we realize that the more pressure we feel as we're going back, that God is just about to launch us. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go a little deeper because this is our story. You're my daughter. This is our granddaughter we're talking about. And, you know, your daddy and I often just say, God, when's enough? Because you've been through so much in the last couple of years. And, you know, it, it is that questioning God, but I will also say that I've watched your faith grow, your husband's faith grow, your first oldest daughter's faith grow and develop as a little girl. And so, you know, why is it that it's the adversary, it's, uh, it's the difficulties, adversities, that's what I'm looking for, the adversities in life, the difficulties in life that cause us to go deep, either they cause us to go deep with God or they cause us to walk away from God, Mm -hmm. right? And so let's talk a little bit about that. We have a choice to either press in, to push in, to wait on God. That's why this book, Fasting for Miracles, and to be honest with you, you know this firsthand, one reason I wrote this book was because I've been asking for a miracle in our granddaughter's life. I was pushing through. I'm reading miracle passages as a prayer walker. I pray every day. God, I want a miracle in this little girl's life. Do you still perform miracles? Are you still a miracle working God? I need miracles. And I'm telling you, until we get honest with God and we push through Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And ask God, I don't think our faith grows. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree. And I think that it's amazing um, how many times we we go through these trials and we just don't even look at our Bible because we're like, we're mad, we're mad at the Lord. But if we open it, it's amazing how we it allows us to see how God has always come through. Yeah. And that's where our faith grows. Because if we don't do the hard work, if we don't do the research, if we're not getting in and saying, God, show me someone else that has been through this so I can have some hope. Because that's where it is. You feel hopeless. You feel like, am I ever going to get out of this? And and so many times we run away from the Bible. If only we'd open up the Mm -hmm. Bible and read his stories and say, oh my gosh, there's so much hope in my circumstances. And I need to allow my faith to grow and my obedience because faith and obedience go hand to hand. And I think that when we are obedient in the word of God and we're we're obedient in what he says, 
that he wants to bless us with that. But he wants us to be close. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I believe that sometimes he allows us to go through things for us to be close. But I also believe that he's trying to grow us and prune us, right? It's kind of like so many of us are in winter seasons and we're wondering, when are we going to bear fruit? Well, we have to go through that winter season for spring to come. That's good. And I think that once we realize that life is seasons and don't allow the cold and the, and the wind and all of these things to deter you because spring is coming. That's so good. Well, you know, Jen, um, we want to segue into our fasting passage because if you're a part of right now the journey with us fasting for miracles, we have a fasting passage, uh, our miracle passage, and then we have a fasting passage. And we combine these two together to, to really teach you how to fast for miracles. And you know, the story of Daniel isn't any different than what we're talking about with Elijah and the widow, because here here were um, God's people, God's chosen people, and they'd been taken captive. Here's Daniel, and he's been taken into captivity. And he has to be asking God, why? Mm -hmm. God, why did you let us be taken captive by our enemy? They are the enemy surrounding them, right? And here's Daniel. I love this passage because in Daniel 9, he leads them into a prayer of repentance. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, Jen, Israel had walked away from God. Mm -hmm. They had denied God. They were disobedient to God. And here's Daniel saying to the children of Israel, we have to repent and he's calling them to a prayer of repentance, even in captivity. Mm -hmm. And so I wanna say to you right now, maybe your miracle hasn't come yet because God needs to get your attention and there needs to really be some repentance. Mm -hmm. You need to look in your own life and say, where have I walked away from you, God? Where have I doubted you, God? And this prayer of Daniel is a prayer of repentance. So let's talk a little bit, because we don't like to talk about that as Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like, God, bless me, bless me, take care of me but we don't want to do the work of going deep and saying, where do I need to repent? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, and it's even like with my kids, you know, we I have a five and two and a half year old and, and it's like, they never wanted to admit they're wrong, you know, but they always want treats or something at Target or all of these things. And it's like, man, isn't it amazing how human nature is, is no different from two to 90? <laughs> you know, we want to be blessed, but we don't want to say sorry. We don't want to repent. We don't want to admit we're wrong. And I think that's just part of human nature, but it's amazing. Like when I look at my five-year-old and she goes, mommy, I am so sorry for doing this. And she starts crying. You see her heart changing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and it's amazing when we get on our knees and we're like, Lord, like I am sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for the ways I, I went wrong. I'm sorry for the gossip. I'm sorry for the lying. I'm sorry for the stealing. I'm sorry for the addictions, whatever it is. And we come to him and we repent. It draws us closer to our mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to be closer to mm-hmm. their father? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, that moment, just like my daughter is with me, of like coming and being able to grow in that season and in that moment to say, man, I, I am so sorry. And it's growing her for her future. And it's growing us for our future, our heavenly future that we have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the word, as we've said before, repentance means going one way and turning around and doing a 180 and going the opposite way. And again, we struggle with that, whether we don't want to admit that we've sinned. I don't want to go there. I don't want to have to repent. I'm enjoying the world. Talk to our listeners right now. What are some things that you would suggest? How do I get to a place where I don't have to worry so much about my sinful life? I mean, how do I stay focused with God? How do I stay on the right path with God? How do I get to where I don't have to constantly be repenting? I mean, how do I stay focused in my walk with God? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's things that we all know. We we go to church, we get in Bible studies, we we surround ourselves with people that will uplift us and help us grow. 
Um, but I think the most amazing thing is like to also give yourself grace. You know, we work a lot with a lot of homeless shelters and a lot of individuals, they'll uh, drug and alcohol shelters and they'll, they'll leave because they're good. And then they come back and it's like, don't allow yourself to sit in that space, Mm -hmm. repent and move forward because Mm -hmm. the enemy wants you to sit in that space. The enemy wants you to sit in a place where you feel like, well, I'm, I'm no good. I'm useless. I might as well just keep living this life. No, that's a lie from the enemy. Get up and go moving, get back to church, get in the word of God, start praying, get in a, a Bible group or study group or whatever it takes to get in the word of God and community with the word of God. Because mm-hmm. so often we feel so sh- so much shame and shame is from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And if we don't realize that when we repent, the enemy loses, that's what happens. We repent, the enemy loses, and we are victorious. That's so good. So why not repent daily? I mean, we all have things, even driving to church, you know, you get frustrated and you're honking. You're like, oh my gosh, where's my patience? We need to. And, and it's a good exercise because it allows us then to be teachable. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's not enough teachable people in this world. So we, we're so full of pride that we're not allowing ourselves to be teachable and say, you know what, let me humble myself. Just like Jesus says, let me humble myself and, and come to you and say, hey, I, I'm so sorry that I did this. Mm-hmm. And allowing us to be moldable for Jesus Christ. That's so good. You know, I know you said that it just rang a bell. I remember years ago, I had a pastor's wife that I went to and I asked her to mentor me. And I said, what does it take to be a good pastor's wife? And she said, you need to be fat. And I remember looking at her going, fat, what, what do you mean? She goes, you have to be faithful, you have to be available, and you have to be teachable. And I think that's such a great analogy because all of everything we're saying right here, we have to be faithful to God. We have to be faithful to get up in the morning, to, to understand the precepts of God, to have accountability. We have to be available, which of course, I love watching you and your availability to others. But to your point, we have to be teachable. Why do you think in our last few moments together, why do you think we struggle with being teachable? I think because the world has told us that um, we can do it all, has empowered us to say we don't need help, has empowered us to say the sky's the limit, and um, you mm. do you, and it's like this 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 whole concept of like you don't need anyone. And the truth of the matter mm. is, is that we all need someone. We need Jesus Christ, yeah. and we need him so much that he knew that he sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so it's such a a lie from the enemy when he says that like you don't need to be teachable, you don't need to need a man's help, you don't need mm-hmm. this person's help. You got it, you got it. That's mm-hmm. not true. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Mm-hmm. And we fed into this as a society, yep. and that's where where shame has come in mm. and hiding has come in mm. and um, this ability to feel like, man, I'm never gonna measure up. Mm-hmm. So good. Hey, you didn't know you were gonna get some coaching today, did you? Well, you know, if you are joining us, maybe for the first time and you stumbled upon this podcast or this YouTube video, I'm walking you through my new book, Fasting for Miracles. And yes, I believe in both. I believe in fasting and I believe in miracles. And, you know, Jesus said, when you fast, Mm -hmm. Jesus was very clear to his disciples that they were to fast because he knows what happens when we fast and we literally suppress our flesh. We tell our flesh, no, if you can learn to say no to your flesh, when it comes to food, you can learn to say no to your flesh when it comes to other temptations. So literally fasting is something God wants us to practice on a regular basis. And fasting for miracles just means breakthrough. The Bible tells us some things only happen by prayer and 
fasting. So the combination of your prayer life, which is seeking God through communication, and your fasting life, which is discipline yourself with your flesh, you bring those two together and you seek God for miracles. And I don't know what miracle you need. It might be a marriage. It might be financial. It might be a prodigal child. It might be an addiction you have, but you need a miracle. Let me tell you right now, check out my book, Fasting for Miracles. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on my website, TammyHotsonPillar.com. But I want to encourage you to believe God for miracles. Now, my friend, um, again, you may have just found us. Check out all of our videos, all of our resources. I believe God brought you here for a reason. And if you are watching us on our YouTube channel, go down right now and just click that notification bell so you'll know when we put new videos up. And again, thank you. Share these podcasts with friends. Share these podcasts with people you know. I believe God wants to give you breakthrough. I believe he wants to give you blessing. So thank you guys. Stay tuned. We have a host series 21 in this series of fasting for miracles. I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks, Jen, my daughter. I love her so much. I'm so proud of her. And check us out here at Influence Church with all the things we're doing with missions and our community. God bless. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on Tam Talks. You can find more resources and information at TammyHotzenPeller.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.